G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to, well, I guess not the last of the national finals. That was last week, but the last songs to make up the 41 of Eurovision 2020. Absolutely. We had our little latecomers come to mm. the party finally. There was the five of them, I think it was, that we didn't get to talk about prior to the end of national final season. True indeed. We had five, particularly Russia, which was right towards the end there. They really did take their time. But you know what? It wasn't the biggest news of the week, was it, Michael? I mean, oh. we can't avoid it. I mean, it is all about COVID-19. Coronavirus is pretty big this year. Yes, it is. And it's affecting large swathes of the world, and particularly Europe at this point. So it's the epicenter of of the, the virus right now. Now, look, this has impacted, obviously, some of the pre-season for Eurovision itself. Um, in Europe, Eurovision in concert, which is the biggest preview party held in Amsterdam, was just cancelled in the last couple of days. It was due for early April, so that's no surprise because the Netherlands has stopped um, big events up till April the 6th. That's right, and they're on April the 4th. I think the uh, extension was only happened during the weekend, so unfortunately that covers them. Uh, look, totally understandable. The health authorities have to take some fairly drastic action at this yeah. point, and it's unfortunate that uh, Eurovision in concert has been caught up in it. Yeah, and if, look, you know, if we want to try and stop it in its track we've got to start making these decisions the other ones as well tel aviv um, preview party was also cancelled no surprise there as was spain apparently they postponed it in case eurovision is postponed oh. otherwise it's postponed till next year i think that's called cancelling it Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so they've cancelled as well now london eurovision party for march 31st i believe it is is still on at the moment, mm, but I think at any point, I guess they might make a decision soon. But at the moment, it's still going ahead, so not everything. And of course, Australia, we're not immune uh, to it as well. Um, the preview parties with Hedda Bjork for the OJ Australia Club have um, been also cancelled as well, as Eurovision Down Under conference that was happening in mid-April in Sydney as well has sadly been cancelled too. Look, unfortunate, but totally understandable at this point. Public health and safety comes first, and it's just unfortunate timing that it happens to be right in the smack in the middle of Eurovision season, I guess. So, you know, um, look, I mean, it's there's a lot of people out there suffering. There's, You know, it's a fatal disease for some yeah, people. Gotcha. So I guess we have to err on the side of caution. And uh, for particularly any of our European listeners out there, and if you're caught up in what's going on mm. with isolation, etc., well, all the best to you. We you're in our thoughts and yep. hang in there. Well, we're kind of isolating here in Australia at the moment as well. And mm -hmm. we are expecting to kind of hear about Eurovision and what might be happening around that April 6th moment is when they've sort of said they're going to probably start making a decision because they're building a stage and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So we'll know if it's going in its form that we all know and love or there might be an adaption this year. So we'll just wait and see. Otherwise, we're just speculating. So let's just be patient and be safe, and we'll see where we get to. Absolutely. This sort of situation develops pretty quickly. We've seen that happen in the last week. So mm. um, hopefully if they can get a lid on things, things might develop fairly quickly come the end the of... The other side of things. Exactly. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Fingers all right. Crossed. Well, let's move on to the music, because you know what? That's what Eurovision's all about. It's exactly. not just a show. It's the 41 songs. Let's get into it. We mentioned them before. The last song in the competition. Um, it's Little Big with Uno. All you have to do is to be ready for some action now. Uno, 
Right, Michael. Um, quite a big name from Russia. We didn't know about the name itself. We heard a snippet of this song. Now, they are a satirical art collaboration. Oh, That's what wow. they self-declare as. Mm. Um, was this what you were expecting? Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Very on brand for Little Big. Uh, very much the style of music they do. Gosh, it's quite aqua, isn't it? Like yeah. When I first heard it, I thought, yep. God, I went back in the mm-hmm. was it, early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. Look, it's quirky and it's fun. And really, this they will put on a really eye-catching performance, I think, um, which is important considering the style of music it is and considering (laughs) perhaps some of its other entries that may be direct comparisons to them. Mm. Seems to be the year of the quirk, doesn't it, 2020, for uh, quite a few songs. Um, Look, I'll be honest, this should flop hard with the juries. It's awful as far as musical content goes (laughs) and those lyrics are just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in Spanish, (laughs) repeatedly. (laughs) Come on. It's not exactly, yeah, it's basic but so I do, I mean, as far as people saying it might win, mm, I just don't think it would have really the jury score to underpin a winning performance. But this this would still probably get fairly high, I think, if uh, if it was to make it to Saturday. When it makes it to Saturday, let's yeah, be honest. Totally. Look, it, it is a total tally vote um, catcher. And Russia always are anyway. So yeah, this is something very different from Russia, from what they've normally sent. They've gone, you know, with Sergei Lazarev in the past, Polina Gagarina. I mean, and then you've got... This. Um, this. It's, it's, no, it's really interesting. And look, you know what? There is a lot of Russian music out this. They do these big elaborate videos, um, mm-hmm. popular music in Russia. They've had a big hit before with a little dance move. And I must say, come on, that little dance move with the flares that they do in the video mm. is pretty eye-catching. Plus the guy in the velour uh, tracksuit, <laughs> like death-dropping. Um, yeah, look, that's how do you win over the West and forget about all that stuff from the past? Just chuck these guys out there because people seem to have no issue with Russia anymore because they've sent a kind of a novelty song. Definitely. And look, interesting that it is in semi-final number one against probably what is the big comparison song to it. And I think it's probably going in favourite at the moment in Lithuania. Mm. Um, Yeah, look... If anything, I think these guys will probably have the edge as far as eye-catching things go. It's mm. a simpler dance as well. So, mm. Mm, interesting. It, really interesting. It is really interesting. I, I think they will put on a great performance. So, mm. something different from Russia. Um, and definitely agree with you. It's the year of the quirk. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on. Still on the east here. Azerbaijan um, sort of bounced back last year after kind of some quieter years. And they're back with Effendi and Cleopatra. And Now it's Samira Effendi, but going as Effendi, she has tried to make Eurovision for Azerbaijan multiple times through internal and, and other other means. Um, she's finally there with the song that apparently was shopped around many other countries and Azerbaijan won it. Oh, okay. what, what do you think of this? What an Eastern bop this one is. <laughs> um, I think it's right down the Azerbaijan alley, to be honest, and particularly with the production they've come up with on this one. Big high energy number, this one, with lots of staging potential. And what I really like about that is she has a very striking aesthetic already. Mm. So you've got a lot to work with her, and she's going to be very memorable. Mm. So I really see a lot of potential as far as what their live performance can do. The song itself is... It's, it's good. I really do like it. It can get a little messy, and they've made some choices mm. with the production, etc. 
So, again, I'm not entirely sure about this jury score coming up for this one. Again, lyrics can be a little dodge. Mm. There's some very dodgy lyrics in this whole thing. Um, But ultimately, this is going to have party appeal and televote appeal on the night, one would imagine. So... It's it's intriguing and different, and um, but yeah, quite a. I mean, let's be honest, quite a uh, basic in some aspects of yeah. being this is Eastern pop banger, and then they just chuck in these little things for people to hang on to, like even the way she does a Cleopatra, <laughs> yeah, like little roll. The I can't do the rolls, and then also the kind of like that that noise of the you know I'm not going to try and do it, um, but it kind of stops you in your track, and the only thing that stopped me in my track in the last couple of years is going. What is that? That's kind of weird, but I kind of like it. Was Toy from Israel? Okay. Now there was a lot more of a song there and a lot more vocal there. So I'm just going to think that people will kind of shine to this song. I think a lot. Uh, but again, I have question marks over jury appeal. But this is a really solid entry from Azerbaijan. Exactly what I want them to do. It sounds Eastern. It sounds like it's from Azerbaijan. Traditional instruments there too. So they obviously souped up the production of what was ever the original one being shopped around mm. to make it sound like it's from their country. Yeah, I agree. They've put in a, a very Azeri stamp on it, mm. and I think it works. And yeah, again, another interesting one going into semi final one. Mm. Seems like a very stacked semi final. Yep. Uh, you know, there's not televotes to go around for everyone. Mm. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the uh, televoters react to this one. And the last thing on this one, they do um, mention the um, between straight and gay around Cleopatra, the mm. lyrics at the start. Um, people were wondering if they would keep it in because of Azerbaijan's maybe not solid record in this area. Mm. So there's some gnashing of the teeth whether or not that should be celebrated because it was the country. But you know what? They would have been harassed for not including it. Yeah. So you know what? I think it's a positive thing all around. More any, visualization of anyone is a great thing. Any step forward should be celebrated in some way, I guess. You exactly. Know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. We're going to go down to Malta now. And we had Destiny. And the song is... All of my love. All of my love, like a river running wild. Every brother, mother, child. Now we found each other. Don't let me down. All my love, like a river running wild. Every brother, mother, child. Now we found each other. Don't let me down. All my love. Well, the junior Eurovision winner from 2015 is one of the most talked about contestants this year. She won X Factor Malta to book her place. She's got a song here by Boris uh, Milanov, mm-hmm. who obviously from the Symphonics team, who's yes. written many Eurovision songs. What a surprise. They came and knocking to Malta again. Yeah, they know? did indeed. <laughs> um, look, you know, I think there's elements of this song that really works for Destiny. She has um, moments towards the end to really showcase her voice. It's quite a modern, you know, reasonably contemporary song. Sounds a bit of a, a, a British style um, music there, I think, and it works quite well. Um, I wouldn't say this grabs me emotionally. I don't necessarily make some emotional connection to the song, but like a, quite a few symphonic songs, I know it's been well put together. Mm. I can funny about that, but I just don't <laughs> feel a lot from it. I'll appreciate her voice. I appreciate the song. I think it'll do reasonably well. But I was probably hoping for something maybe a little bit more. That's an interesting point, I think, Dale, because what you've described there, as I would say, is Swede syndrome. It sounds good. It looks good. But why aren't I feeling anything? Yeah. And I think there is definitely a little bit of this in that. Um, Look, I think it's still a very strong song. Mm, And mm. and there is a real soulful part of this that really shows off Destiny's vocals. And she is one of the strongest parts of this package. And when you look at the package, she's strong. The song's strong. Tick, tick. 
fingers crossed the performance is, and I think Malta have got something really, really good here. Um, what we had, what I had as a jury, perhaps banana skins for the last two, definitely not on this one. Oh, God, no. This is jury love. This is jury bait all over the place, and that should underpin a very good score, and possibly I would put this one through to Saturday pretty much in a canter, to be honest. I, I, look, I, I do think it's true, and I think if anyone can um, personalise and bring a song to life mm-hmm. to connect with audiences, it is destiny. She yep. does capture the, the TV screen, and you do want her to do well. Yep. Um, but if you don't know her backstory, yep. do you and care? A lot of people yeah. won't know her backstory. It'll exactly. probably be up to the commentators to say something about it. Mm. Interesting, again, semi-final one, and I want to make a point. She's up against Sweden. Yeah. And there will be direct comparisons of these songs mm. and that big soulful point of it. Yeah. Does Sweden overshadow her? I'm not sure. I think they might, but that shouldn't damage her chances to get through to the grand final that much. Yeah, and we're talking about a similarity in genre of the song yeah, here. Exactly. Before we go, people start threading things together there. <laughs> yeah. um, definitely genre of the song, there is a similarity there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it just will have some comparisons. Absolutely. There has been a lot online already. And ultimately, I think Sweden's a bit more of a boppier and memorable song. Yeah, but she's got a she's got a moment to showcase a big voice, and we know we know people love a big voice, particularly the juries. Yes, at, and um, also she's in the second half, and they're in the first half. So mm. if they get she gets a good slot, then um, yeah, she could really stand out on this one. I think they're they're both probably in a pretty good position to to move through, but mm. it's a tight semi, as you mentioned. All right, well, we're going to move on to, well, Malta was one of the small nations, but one of the smallest, the smallest nation competing this year. It's uh, the always plucky San Marino. It's Senate with Freaky. Yeah, we want to break all the rules and make up some new The world is right on them too. Well, we had the kind of last national final of the season with this digital head-to-head battle. Uh, Freaky won the contest with 51.6% over mm. 48.4. Not a convincing win, but Freaky won. Uh, Senate had already represented San Marino in the past in 2011, finishing 16th in the final. She's from Bologna in, in Italy, so not too far away from San Marino. So it's some... More connection than the Turkish dentist last year. True, 16th of the semi-final, darling. In the final. Oh, did I say the yes, final? Yes, you said the oh, final. Oh, no, definitely only the semi-final. <laughs> My God, yes. Look, I quite like her as a performer and as a person. She's really vivacious mm. and really, really captures your attention. I really, really like that. Look, for me personally, this isn't... It's actually not bad by San Marino standards. <laughs> this is actually a pretty solid effort by, by San Marino, I think. And it's... Uh, you know, it, it's fun and it's going to appeal to quite a few people, whether it's top of the pile sort of stuff. Again, I don't know about juries on this one. And really, you do need that jury score to kind of underpin you to get through. She doesn't probably have the the Sir Hat appeal and the mass sort of swell that went for him to get him yeah, over the line yeah. last year. Um, so, look, it, it's going to need some very, very good staging in order to stand out. It is in semi-final too, so it's probably got the better draw there. Mm, mm. But uh, I don't think it's a lost cause. But I think, you know, I mean, ultimately, it's a good, solid song, but it doesn't really blow your socks off, does it? Yeah, it's probably one of the better ones have sent in, definitely. Um, oh, definitely ever really to yeah. be honest and but it, it is i guess how to say this quite nicely i guess a b grade pop song up against some a grades it's still competing well like it doesn't feel like from some of the san marino songs in the past mm. 
really like far like, behind. Like you're out of your depth. No. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. It feels definitely amongst the competitors, but because you don't have that kind of factor that they brought with Sir Hat last year, that they went for like, yeah, it was a C-grade song, mm. but they, you know, had the Sir Hat thing. They novelty it up, did some nice staging. Uh, this is going to be performed like a proper song. And that actually probably won't do well for San Marino. They mm. almost have to. But who wants to go novelty? So I, I like what they've done here. I think it's a good, solid song. And I think I agree with you. I think she'll smash a good live performance. And certainly not out of the running. Yeah, absolutely. I, this I would not surprise me if once again, San Marino gets uh, you know called out 10th and sneaks through. But uh, I think it's, she's up against it, but yeah. not a lost cause. Totally. All right. And the fifth and final song to make up the 41 was one of the ones earlier in the week. It was um, North Macedonia. And it was Vasil with you. Probably didn't arrive with the uh, bells and whistles of some of the others, but I'm going to say, though, I think this is a very pleasant, real pleasant and pretty groovy kind of song. Mm, you know, it's mm. gotten some nice production there, and it is kind of catchy to a degree. It's pretty laid back kind of video and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see what they come up with as far as staging. But there's certainly a lot of opportunity for Vasila to give this a bit of vocal spice and mm. try and gain a bit of attention and gain perhaps some jury from from his vocal. Um, I put this down as solid. You yeah. know, I, I don't particularly dislike it. That's for sure. It's probably going to end up somewhere in my midfield, I'd imagine. But um, I'm not sure, really. I guess I'm not just sure it's going to get enough points to maybe see it through. Because, it's again, this is semi-final one. This is very tough. It's in the first half. There's a lot of time for this to be forgotten by the time you get through some of the big hitters and some of the quirky dances and flares and all sorts of stuff that'll be going on later on. So it just might get a little stomped on. Yes, it is a bit unfortunate, that one. Look, it's a groovy little song. I do agree with you, and I quite like it, actually. Mm. I quite like the studio. Interesting to see how this goes live. I think they will do Cory. Oh, um, you know, so. The whole video is him dancing, essentially, yep. um, with a partner there. And I, look, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they do something, but his vocal needs to stand out. The choreography will have to be amazing. If it's like the video, it's not going to probably be enough. Mm. But it's a solid little effort, and it's a groovy little song. And we've seen some groovy male kind of songs this year. Yeah, there's a bit of, as we talk about the quirk. There's also that going on, this, and I'm I'm a fan of it. I'm it, liking these. Yeah, this has got quite a little tango element to it, also, almost. Maybe yeah. I've been watching Dancing with the Stars too much, <laughs> but I could just imagine you know a couple of tango dances or something, adding a bit of atmosphere and stuff to the and movement to the performance. Oh, that sounds a bit cringy. Whether <laughs> whether he'll be one of them, I'm not entirely sure. Why. While he's still having to sing. So. True, true. Mm, I mean, I would have preferred him to be um, dancing with the the bartender than the <laughs> other the, the other partner he had. I think that would have worked a little better. But um, anyway, that's okay. another well, that's yeah. another thing <laughs> altogether. Alternate there. video, perhaps. Yeah, I think they might have stood out a bit more. You know, have some go for it. Have some spark. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the forty-one songs. Mm -hmm. um, so we will be doing our as we do every year. Now mm -hmm. we go through each forty one of the 41 entries um podcast episode by podcast episode yes mini ones only about 10 minutes long or so where we will obviously rank them and we have an australian and an international jury rank them as well and we sort of predict how they'll go so that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks yes um so we probably won't have an episode next week i would say have a bit of a rest i like to leave the songs alone for a little while then come back revisit them and rank them etc so 
the yes. uh, the song by song podcasts are always interesting. They they always <laughs> are. So watch out for those. I'll probably be out in um, just under two weeks' time, but we will be having a rest next week. So come back in a couple of weeks, unless something hugely dramatic happens and the world <laughs> comes to an end. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll say goodbye before story sort of, of the sign-off. world at the moment. Something hugely <laughs> dramatic happens pretty much every day. So. Yep, indeed. No. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll be speaking to you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, stay safe. Bye.